Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. And we're online at kpcg.fm. have a live link also at thetrumpet.com. How important is it to tell the truth? Well, it's very important. I think most would agree with that, at least in principle. And it's so important that God has a specific law that requires people to tell the truth. And this is known as the Ninth Commandment. And we can look at that in Exodus 20. We have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible handy, it'd be good to get it out. We could look at these verses together. Exodus 20, God lays out his commandments, his law. And verse 16, it says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Pretty straightforward. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie. Yet modern society is full of lies, uh, false advertising, financial misdealings, deceptive politics. And we just look at the fruits of lying. Lying always causes problems. It always leads to many difficulties. And Satan is a liar. Satan, in his way, is a way of lying. But God always tells the truth. And how thankful we should be for the fact that God always tells the truth. There's a few passages that talk about that. Well, quite a few, but we'll look at a few here. Just to prove this point, notice Deuteronomy 32. And we'll look at verse 4. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 4. It says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth. And without iniquity, just and right is he. And those who obey God will tell the truth also. God's work is perfect, as it says. His ways are judgment. And he's a God of truth. He's a God of truth. And so we need to be people of truth, people that tell the truth. That's the way God is, and that's the way God wants us to be. Notice 1 Samuel 12, another passage here where it talks about how we need to be living, and when we look at God's example, how we need to emulate that. 1 Samuel 12 and verse 24. It says, Only fear the Eternal and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things He has done for you. We are to fear God and serve Him in truth. Serve Him with truth. We can't be lying or in the spirit of lying and serve God. We have to serve God in truth. So those who claim to serve God have to be telling the truth because disregarding God's commandments, any of them, is not serving him in truth with all your heart. So we have to keep God's law. God's law shows we must be truthful in all of our ways. We can't pick and choose what truth to follow. There's lots of... um, talk these days about there being oh different sorts of truth you know well one person has a certain truth another person has a different type of truth that's not what the bible says there's 
one truth, and that comes from God, and we have to follow that. He lives a truthful life according to his law, and he tells us to serve him in truth as well. How refreshing that is to know where to go to find the source of truth. If we didn't have the Bible as the source of truth, well, then there'd be a lot of confusion, and there is. When people are looking for the truth, but they're not looking at God's word, they're not going to find it. It's going to be a very frustrating search. But God has to lead us to truth. God determines what is true. It's God's truth that we have to be concerned with. That's the truth. Notice Psalm 25 and verse 5. Look at a few psalms here related to this. It says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. So we need to be led in truth. And again, we see here that it's in God's truth, not in you know, a person's version of the truth or what they might think is true, but what God says is true. Lead me in your truth and teach me. There's a teaching component here. We don't know the truth or what's right without God teaching us. We have to learn from him and from his word, which is what we're endeavoring to do. Look at the scriptures and see what they say. Notice Psalm 51 in verse 6. Psalm 51 and verse 6, we see here how God wants us to be. We've already seen some of it, but this is just more confirmation of it. It says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you shall make me to know wisdom. So the inward parts, our deepest thinking, our intent, our motivations, and then, of course, our speaking and actions. God wants truth in all of that. He wants his truth in that, leading us, directing us, being the way that we are striving to live, being totally truthful and honest according to God and his law. Notice Psalm 96. We'll look at this passage. Psalm 96 and verse 13 It says, before the eternal, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth, and he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. We're going to be judged upon what we do with God's truth. You know, if we're blessed to know it, then we're going to be judged according to it. Those who don't know the truth, as Christ talked about, well, there's still punishment for sins, but if they didn't know, then God's going to take that into consideration and and they'll be judged according to it. All will eventually come to the knowledge of the truth, of course. But there are many people that just don't know the truth now. They have no access to it. They don't understand it. Everyone will in time. But we're going to be judged according to that. We're going to be judged according to truth. He shall judge the world with righteousness. It'll be perfect judgment. And the people with his truth So there won't be any debating at that time what the truth is or whose truth we're talking about. There is only one truth, and it is the truth of God. And that's what we will be judged by, by God's truth. So we have to ask ourselves, well, how well do we walk in the way of God's truth in this life? God lays out his law in the Bible. He shows us what to do, and he tells us, in fact, you have to choose. Choose which way do you want to live, which way do you want to go. You've got to make a choice. 
and we'll be judged according to our choices. We will be judged by God's truth. We need to be walking the way of God's truth today. The standard that we have to be striving for is living according to God's word. That's his truth. And we have to live according to it. That's what we'll be judged on. Notice Psalm 100 and verse 5. This is a really interesting point when it comes to truth. Psalm 100 and verse 5. For the eternal is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. God's truth endures to all generations. It doesn't change. Men change their standards or what they think is true or their opinions, but God's truth endures to all generations. You know, the same truth that King David had to walk in is the same truth that we have to walk in. Or you could pick any great personality from the Bible and those that really did strive to obey God. And, well, what were they doing? How did they have success? Well, they were walking by God's truth according to that. And that's the same truth we walk by today. His truth endures to all generations. It doesn't change. You'll see a lot of controversy in the news about different religious groups and you know what they're going to allow or not allow in terms of societal changes and you know of course they go along with most societal changes because they need the people to come to their churches and such but in order to do that they have to ignore parts of God's truth they just have to because his truth endures to all generations the truth of the Bible doesn't change even though man wants to change it wants to be enlightened as he would view it but God's truth doesn't change We don't have uh, multiple truths. There's just one, one truth, and that's God's word. And it doesn't change. Notice Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and verse 142. It says, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is the truth. Well, see, this brings even more clarity to the topic because a person may agree and say, Okay, God's truth is truth. Okay, well, what is that? Well, here we read that God's law is the truth. God's law is the truth. That's a straightforward definition. There's no wiggling around that. God's law is the truth, and we have to understand that. If we are to live honestly, if we are to be telling the truth and being living and living in a spirit of truth, And we've got to be keeping God's law. Your law is the truth. Very important to consider that. Notice uh, John 8. A couple of passages here from the New Testament. Um, We'll see what Jesus Christ said. John 8, verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Well, a lot of people consider themselves to be Christians, but here Christ says, look, you've got to, uh, you've got to continue in my word. In verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, again, he was always quoting the Old Testament when he was on this earth. You can look at many examples of that. So what did he mean by knowing the truth? Well, 
as we read there in Psalm 119, your law is the truth. Christ came not to do away with the law of God, but to magnify it and to really give more understanding about the spiritual intent of that law. We are to follow that truth, and the truth shall make us free, as it says. What does that make us free from? It makes us free from the penalty of sin. That's a great freedom. If we keep the law, we're free from the penalty of sin. And that's a wonderful freedom to have and not to have to um, deal with those penalties for going against God's law. We have to continue in God's word. We have to apply it. And as we do that, then we know more and we learn more and we grow more. And we're free from the suffering that sin causes Continuing on in John 8, Jesus Christ really gets to the heart of the lawlessness and the the lying and where that comes from. Verse 44, John 8, verse 44, he said, You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. You will to do them, want to do them. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. He doesn't live in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. In verse 45, he says, And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Oh, Jesus Christ was there telling some of those of his day, religious leaders especially, telling them that they uh, were of their father the devil because they were liars. And then they were murderers, of course. Ultimately, they were responsible for the death of Christ. And of course, Anytime we sin, we're responsible for that death as well. We have to repent of sin. But he was and is, Satan the devil, a liar, the father of it. And so here's Jesus Christ telling them the truth. He's actually telling them the truth. And they don't believe him because they believe their lies. The truth that Christ was telling them exposed them. It exposed the lies. It exposed the hypocrisy. And they wouldn't believe it. Pretty remarkable, but yet that can happen to people where they do hear the truth and they just don't believe it because they are more comfortable with the lie. But Satan is a liar. He's exposed here as being a liar. And those who reject God's truth are actually following Satan. And that's the point Christ was making. He was telling them the truth. They wouldn't believe him. And they were actually having Satan be their father. Very strong words. But that's what Jesus Christ said. That's what he was teaching. And he was telling them the truth of the matter. And yet, because they were so into their lies and so comfortable with their lies, they just wouldn't believe him. And then they went as far as to actually see to the death of Jesus Christ. So, again, you see once a person is into the spirit of lying, well, then there's murder involved there as well. And that all comes from Satan the devil. We live in a society full of lies full of lies, and yet you can see that God puts such an emphasis on telling the truth. We really do have to consider that. It's easy to get into a a life where we're not really living truthfully, or there's some deception in it, or some lies, and again, we have to be very, very quick to not live that way, and to change from that, and to really follow the biblical admonition here, and follow God's truth. We're going to be judged by that truth, and how well we Apply it in our lives. Notice uh, another passage here in 1 Corinthians 13. 
1 Corinthians 13, this shows us how we're to be living and thinking and acting. And of course, it just is reiterating what we've already talked about, but it's just in another passage here, Paul talking and writing. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 6, what should we do? It says, rejoice not in iniquity or lawlessness, but rejoice in the truth. See, that's a wonderful way to live, to be able to rejoice in the truth, to be able to hear the truth, to accept the truth, live according to the truth, which is the law of God, and be free. Christ said, we'll know the truth, and it'll make us free if we apply it, if we really listen to it and we're taught by it and instructed by it, then we're going to be able to rejoice in the truth. And that's a wonderful life. You don't see a lot of rejoicing today because there's so much lying. When there's misery, when there's suffering, when there's problems, oftentimes there's lying there as well. But we're told to make sure we really follow the truth, that we're truthful in the way that we live, and that we accept the truth. Even when that's a hard thing to hear, Ultimately, it makes us free. We have a lot more about God's commandments in the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's free at thetrumpet.com. We also have a booklet on the Ten Commandments that gets into each of the commandments and goes into quite a bit of depth. There's more to it than sometimes a person might think. So make sure you request that or you can look at it for free. It's there at thetrumpet.com and sign up for the Bible Correspondence Course. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live By Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live By Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.